Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. ByteDance, the parent company of TikTok, seems to be having a bit of a gaming crisis. Their gaming department, Newverse, is scaling back significantly after two years of lukewarm performance. Wink. Hold on, James. ByteDance was into gaming? I thought they were all about short-form videos and social media. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. They even made gaming one of their six core business units in late 2021. But it seems like they're pulling back now. So what went wrong? Well, it's not entirely clear. ByteDance has been successful with their data-driven A-B testing strategy for TikTok, but it seems like that didn't translate well to the gaming industry. So they couldn't replicate their TikTok success in gaming. But what about their acquisitions? I heard they bought a promising studio called Moonton for $4 billion. Yes, they did. But it seems like that didn't pan out either. There are reports that ByteDance is looking to divest Moonton, potentially to a Saudi Arabia-based firm. That's a big shift. But what about the employees? It's a tough situation. There's a round of mass layoffs happening, and many are anxiously waiting to see if they'll be affected. Newverse had grown to around 3,000 people in 2021. That's a lot of people. But why is ByteDance pulling back now? It's hard to say. Maybe it's the lack of a breakthrough title or commercial success. Or it could be the regulatory crackdown in China, which has hit the internet industry hard, especially gaming. So it's a combination of internal and external factors. Well, it's a tough break for ByteDance, but I guess not every company can be a jack of all trades. Exactly, Celeste. Sometimes it's better to stick to what you know best. While some companies like ByteDance struggle to expand into new territories, others are pushing the boundaries of what's possible and attracting significant funding to do so. Speaking of pushing boundaries, let's turn our attention to a company that's aiming to merge the realms of technology and neuroscience in a way that seems straight out of a sci-fi movie. Yes, we're talking about Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain-implantable chip venture. So Celeste, Neuralink, Elon Musk's venture into the realm of brain-implantable chips, has just secured an additional $43 million in funding. That's a hefty sum, James. And this is on top of the $280 million they had previously raised, right? Spot on. This brings the total to a whopping $323 million, with Peter Thiel's Founders Fund leading the way. So what exactly is Neuralink up to with all this cash? Well, they're developing a device that can implant ultra-thin threads into the brain. These threads connect to a chip that can read neuron activity. It's like something out of a sci-fi movie, isn't it? It certainly is, James. But it's not just the technology that's interesting. Neuralink has also gained FDA approval for human clinical trials. That's a big step forward, isn't it? Indeed, it is. But not everything is rosy at Neuralink. There have been reports of a toxic workplace culture and... Toxic culture. That's a serious allegation. Yes, and it doesn't stop there. There have also been claims of unethical research practices. In fact, only three of the eight founding scientists remain at the company. That's concerning. And I've also heard about allegations of animal mistreatment during testing. Yes, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has made some serious accusations. They claim that monkeys were subjected to psychological distress and chronic infections due to surgeries. And there's been a federal investigation into these allegations, correct? That's right. However, 
the U.S. Department of Agriculture concluded there was no evidence of animal welfare breaches other than a self-reported incident from 2019. But the Physicians Committee disputed those findings, didn't they? Yes, they did. And in November 2023, U.S. lawmakers even asked the SEC to investigate Neuralink for omitting details about the deaths of at least a dozen animals who were surgically fitted with its implants. So while the technology is promising, there are some serious ethical and cultural issues that Neuralink needs to address. Absolutely, Celeste. It's a reminder that innovation must go hand in hand with ethical practices. From the realm of brain implantable chips, we now shift gears to pedal power. Let's ride into the world of electric bikes, where an Indian startup is looking to disrupt the market. Here's a company that's not just talking about change, but is actively putting its money where its mouth is. So Celeste, have you heard about eMotorad, the Indian electric bike startup that's making waves? Oh, you mean the one that just raised $20 million in a Series B round? Yes, I've been keeping tabs on them. Right, that's the one. They're aiming to disrupt China's dominance in the e-bike market. And they're not just talking about it. They're putting their money where their mouth is. By setting up manufacturing operations in India, correct? I read that almost 99% of the world's e-bikes come from China. Exactly. E-Motorad CEO Kunal Gupta said they're trying to make a dent in the $40 billion international industry. And they're not just focusing on India. They've expanded their presence globally, exporting their e-bikes to over 18 countries. They even have a brand presence in the US, Europe, Australia, Japan, and some Middle Eastern markets. That's impressive for a three-year-old startup. And it's not just about quantity. They're also focusing on the quality of their bikes. I remember, I remember Gupta mentioning something about the unique selling points of e-motorad bikes. Yes, he talked about quality, technology, and after-sales service. They have a tech center in Bengaluru that helps develop proprietary technology. And if users face any issues, eMotorad promises to resolve them within 48 hours. That's quite a commitment. Indeed. And let's not forget they're manufacturing their bikes in-house. They have a facility in Pune that can produce up to 90,000 bikes annually. And they're building a new facility that will have a capacity of producing 400,000 units annually. That's a big step towards self-reliance. Yes, and it's not just about manufacturing. eMotorad is also expanding its retail presence in India. They're in 200 stores across the country and are targeting to expand it to 800 stores in the next 18 months. And their sales figures are pretty impressive too. Yes, they sold 40,000 units worldwide last year, with 10,000 sold in India alone and they're expecting a significant uptick in their domestic business this year. True, and on a global scale, they're looking to compete against big names like Radpower, Electric, and Cowboy. They're targeting to expand their global sales to 100,000 by the financial year 2025. It's quite an ambitious goal. But with the market being large enough for multiple players, and with the legal implications hitting Chinese brands, Emotorad might just have the edge they need. It will be interesting to see how they utilize the fresh fundraising to expand their consumer business in Europe. Absolutely. As Shilpa Kulkarni, founder and general partner at Panthera Growth Partners, said, they're backing a team with a vision, and it's a vision that's aiming to revolutionize the global micromobility market. From innovative startups disrupting the e-bike market 
to record-breaking online sales, let's shift gears and dive into the world of retail. Black Friday, a day known for its deep discounts and surge in shopping, has once again made headlines. Let's take a closer look at the numbers and trends that define this year's Black Friday online sales in the U.S. Black Friday online sales in the U.S. hit a record $9.8 billion. That's a 7.5% increase from last year. Adobe Analytics attributes this to deep discounts and the growth of flexible payment options like buy now, pay later. That's quite an impressive figure, especially considering the economic uncertainty. But James, I'm curious, how did these, how did these numbers compare to Thanksgiving Day sales? Good question, Celeste. On Thanksgiving Day, U.S. consumers spent $5.6 billion, which was a 5.5% increase. So Black Friday sales significantly surpassed both Thanksgiving figures and Adobe's own predictions. And I see that Salesforce also reported that Black Friday online sales exceeded expectations, with a total of $16.4 billion in the U.S. and $70.9 billion globally. Plus, a record 79% of all shopping traffic was carried out on mobile handsets. That's quite a... Mobile revolution, right? Absolutely. And it's not just the online sales figures that are impressive. The overall retail sector, which has been experiencing sluggish growth, got a much-needed boost. Retail sales last quarter grew just 2.3% over the same period a year before, while e-commerce grew around 7%. So it's safe to say that the growth in online sales has surpassed the growth in overall retail sales. Indeed. And it's interesting to note that the use of buy now, pay later options increased by 72% on last year across the week leading up to Black Friday. This resulted in an increase in BMPL revenue by $79 million for the period. That's a significant increase. It seems like consumers are really embracing these flexible payment options. But James, what about the discounts? I, I assume they played a major role in driving sales. You're absolutely right, Celeste. Discounts were a big driver for sales, with some as high as 35% off retail price. And it's not just about the discounts, it's also about what people are buying. The focus remains on presence and home electronics. And with Cyber Monday just around the corner, it'll be interesting to see if these trends continue. It's predicted that Cyber Week will rack up $37.2 billion in U.S. online sales, nearly 17% of all sales for the holiday period. That's right, Celeste. And Salesforce is even more bullish, predicting that it will account for 25% of all holiday purchases this year and will total $53 billion globally. Only time will tell if these predictions hold true. Well, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on those figures. For now, it's clear that Black Friday has reasserted its dominance this season with record spend and strong discounts tempting even the most price-conscious consumers. 